Welcome to the road to growth, success of an entrepreneur. We've raised the bar. Learn firsthand from successful business owners and create your own path to success. I'm going to show you how great I am. It's time to hit the road to growth with team lead of the Enriquez Group, Realtor Hi, Vinny. Growth listeners. Today, I have Brian Winch. He is the creator and author of Clean Lots. Uh, this might be the most affordable business you could probably jump into. I mean, I've had a lot of different uh, entrepreneurs on here. And for, for most businesses, you probably need something. I mean, something to get the ball rolling, something to get going. Yet reading into Clean Loss, I didn't even realize it was a thing until I actually got Brian to come on and talk to him and then actually look at his website, start reading about it. It's kind of understanding a little more. People are anticipating, why don't you tell us uh, uh, what big uh, Clean Lots are or what, what that is, Brian. Appreciate you. Well, Clean Lots um, is a book, a title of my book, but it's also uh, a cleaning system that I developed uh, over 40 years ago. And uh, I provide a, a parking lot litter cleanup service uh, on foot with simple hand tools. And I operate the business from home. And it's almost as simple to do as, as going for a walk. Now, I know, I mean, kind um, of getting a little information about yourself. I know you started this business in a um, in, in a low point uh, of your life. Um, before we get to that, I mean, I'd love to know who a, a young Brian was. Who was he as a, a young kid? Was he an entrepreneur? Was he big aspirations or who was a young Brian? Well, that's a great question. Um, um, when I was five or six, um, I, I, I always was kind of entrepreneurial. Um, and, um, you know, outside of the typical lemonade stand, uh, I re recall when I was about five or six, I set up a card table in front of the family house and uh, took uh, some of my brother's toys that were a year younger than me and cleaned them up and started selling them uh, <laughs> to the neighborhood kids. And uh, to say, uh, none the least, my, my brothers weren't too impressed with me. Uh, I didn't share the profits with them, by the way. <laughs> and my mom came out and quickly put an end to that. But, you know, I was, I was always as a kid looking for ways to, to make money for myself as opposed to going to my parents and asking them for a raise and allowance. Um, I had great examples in both my parents growing up. Um, we, we were poor as a family. Um, my mom would babysit. Uh, we had a basement suite, so we all, always had a renter uh, downstairs. And my dad was a, a, a janitor. And he would supplement the, his income by taking on uh, odd jobs like uh, cleaning snow, shoveling, uh, uh, or you know, cutting grass in the in the summertime. But also cleaning up litter outside of a parking lot in our in our neighborhood. And uh, I thought that was interesting because he took me along with him a couple times when I was a teenager. And and I thought, wow, you, you get paid to do this? I mean, it's pretty easy work. It's almost as easy as, as going for a walk, and, but someone's paying you in the early morning, you get a little bit of exercise before you go to school or you would go to work. So you always had a renter there. Did you guys know, know usually the renters or was it someone that you found like through the, like the newspaper or how did you get find renters or how did your parents find the renters at a young age? Um, you know, I, I was, you know, both, you know, five, six, seven years of age uh, in our first house. And so, you know, I always knew we had someone living downstairs to help pay the bills. Um, you know, I never asked my parents, you know, uh, how they found them. But, you know, uh, after we sold that house and we moved to a, a bigger house in a different neighborhood. So, uh, you know, I was in, you know, yeah, seven years old, uh, eight years old and, you know, into my teens when we lived at that house. 
we had a bigger house, but we also had a bigger basement suite too. So there was more, even more money coming in, um, you know, from various renters. And at, at that time, I knew that that my my mom uh, and dad would put an ad in the newspaper looking for different types of people. And we rented the basement suite to some um, college students for a while, uh, some uh, some junior hockey players uh, for a couple of years as well. Um, you know, just all sorts of different types of people. And, and you said you're, I know this before, Mike, your dad um, migrated from Poland, correct? Yeah. Yeah. He uh, came over to Poland um, after the Second World War. Um, you know, he, he fled uh, Poland when uh, it was invaded by the Nazis and he enlisted with the, uh, the Polish division of the British Eighth Army. And so uh, he fought uh, with his division in North Africa and, and in Italy. And uh, after the war was over, I recall him telling me stories that, um, you know, uh, he had to go where whatever country would take him as a refugee. And uh, he, he came over here and uh, he I don't think he graduated high school over there because I think he said he was 16 or 17 when the, the Nazis uh, invaded the, the, his country. So um, he was always limited in terms of what he could do in terms of employment here. Uh, he could speak very good English, but he, he had trouble writing it. So my mom would have to help him with that. Um, but um, he told me um, when he when he came over here, he did a number of jobs like working in a slaughterhouse, uh, uh, working on the railroad for a while, and then uh, as an orderly, uh, uh, a male nurse or uh, orderly at a, at uh, one of the hospitals, and then he eventually. Um, settled into the the job he did most of his uh, adult life and that was uh, a janitor at, at, with the school board now you're you're growing up uh, you're seeing that your your parents are kind of hustlers they're running out the room they're you know I mean kind of finding odd jobs to get more money did were were you taking that in were you soaking it in were you finding more opportunities for yourself to make money or was it uh well that's my parents thing I'm just gonna enjoy my life who who are you yeah, well, you know what, that that's uh, great because a lot of people wonder, they put that question out there, are entrepreneurs born or, or are they made? And uh, it could be a little bit of both, but I couldn't help but soak up through osmosis, you know, the things that my parents were doing. You know, I, I would ask them questions, well, you know, uh, why are these kids in our, in our home? You know, and my mom would babysit and she said, well, I'm making some extra money and, you know, whatever. And and my dad would say, uh, hey, Brian, you, you want to come along with me this weekend? Uh, I, you know, um, I'm going to cut some grass. Do you want to help me? And I'd ask him some questions, you know, uh, you know, who's paying you? How are you, you know, what are you doing this for, et cetera? And so, you know, I kind of learned, um, you know, from their examples. And then, you know, like I say, when I was about, you know, six years old, um, I had the lemonade stand. But then I got the idea, well, you know, every a lot of kids do that. Let's, let's do something different. And that's when I took some of my brother's toys and, and put them out on the table and, and, and sold them. So I was always kind of, and even, you know, growing up even older, um, I was always looking at different ways of, you know, trying to make a buck and, you know, uh, whether it be a paper route or, or, or whatever, um, I was, you know, doing different things. Now you're in high school and then did you go to college after high school? Or? No, no, I, actually I didn't. I, I was not a very good student. I barely graduated high school. So uh, I didn't really know what I wanted to do after I, I graduated. And I kind of uh, took a, a year or so off and, and uh, um, went back uh, to uh, the same um, business or, or employer that um, I, I had a part-time job with uh, the later part of high school. Um, and uh, they hired me on as a full-time shipper receiver. So uh, I was doing that 
for a year or so. And, and that's when I started, uh, you know, getting that feeling that I, I wanted to start a business and work for myself because I, I couldn't see myself, you know, punching in the, uh, uh, on a time clock for the rest of my life and, and working within the same four walls. I, I know, and with my background in, in, in education, I couldn't see much room for advancement too. I'd be kind of stuck in that same dead end job for the rest of my life. So that's when I recalled uh, my father uh, doing that one uh, side hustle, cleaning up litter from a parking lot. And uh, yeah. Yes. Well, sorry, you said your background in education. What, what, what background do you mean? Well, no, I mean, I, I was a very poor student. I barely oh, graduated. Okay, gotcha. uh, you know, I barely, I struggled to graduate high school. <laughs> gotcha. So you're, you're saying about your, your, you remember your father kind of uh, doing, doing the jobs of cleaning up and then, sorry. Yeah. And, you know, so I, I decided, okay, I was 21 years of age at the time. And I thought, okay, well, let's see if there's something to this business. But um, unfortunately, a, at the end of July, uh, I'll never forget that date, July 28th. Um, my, my dad passed away unexpectedly of a, of a, ma a massive heart attack and he was the age of 61. Mm -hmm. And so I was uh, still living at home with, with my mom. And, and, and as I said, I, I just was working this one job uh, as a shipper receiver. And, um, I thought, you know what, you know, what am I going to do in terms of a business? I don't have much money. I don't have much of an education. Um, uh, you know what, maybe, maybe, I, you know, there's something to one of my dad's side hustles, whether it's cutting grass or, or shoveling snow, but the, this litter cleaning business, you know, maybe there's something to that. So um, there was no internet back in the day. So I just picked up the yellow pages, the big, the internet of the day, the big fat telephone directory, and just started going through uh, property management companies and, and just started cold calling them and refining my elevator pitch uh, and just asking them if they would be interested in, in a service where someone would come by on a daily basis and clean up the litter outside the commercial properties. And about, you know, five or six phone calls in, um, I, I had a prospect that said, oh, that sounds great because, you know, we were just having that conversation in our office that we weren't happy with the, the service vendor that we're currently using. Would you be interested in taking a look at these three properties, getting back to us with some prices? And so that's how it all started. The school of hard knocks uh, for me, I, uh, I, I got those contracts and um, started learning, well, what are the best tools to use? What time of day is the best to provide the service? Uh, you know, uh, refining my elevator pitch, my marketing skills and, and, uh, and just kind of um, continuing to grow my knowledge. What, uh, how did you come up with the pricing when you first started going? Because it was fairly new to you. Did you have someone that you talked to? Was it just basically what you felt in your gut or where did that pricing come from when you originally started? Well, you know, I, I started looking uh, at, at different books and, you know, off, um, instructional manuals on various types of cleaning services to kind of find out, you know, what would they charge for, uh, uh, what their, for their particular service. And then, and then I, I just came upon a price that I thought would, would kind of fit and, you know, and let's just try it out and, and you know, see how successful it is. And, uh, you know, it, it, it seemed to work from there. So basically my, my pricing is, is an, uh, based on the, the hourly or the, the labor it takes to, to clean a property. You know, how many minutes or how many hours it takes to clean a property. And most of the properties I service are small to medium. So, uh, you know, it's just a matter of minutes to walk the property and, and clean up the material. So it could be 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 45 minutes, maybe a, a large property would be 
uh, like an hour and a half. But, uh, but you know, by and large, most of my uh, properties are small to medium size. So I can knock them off in, in just a matter of minutes and, and get on to the next job site. And, and uh, you know, sometimes, you know, do about 20 properties, 18, 20 properties in any given day. Well, when you're just getting going, having three properties, right? How did you structure your business? Was it calling? Was it a, another job that was paying you paying you money? What was that looking like when you first started going? going? Well, I, actually, it was I was operating it as a side hustle um, while I was working my full time job, and I was fortunate at the time my full full time job the hours were uh, from two p.m. till till ten p.m. So um, I would get off work uh, at uh, at night and go home, change, and uh, and then and then go do my work. You know, the the service work, uh, clean the clean my uh, parking lots, and then go home and um, and then I had the mornings to kind of market my service, uh, do some of those uh, sales calls, etc. Before I went back to my full time job uh, at two o'clock. Uh, so I, I did that for about three months and. Um, and then soon after, I, I was making more money working part time with my parking lot litter cleaning business than I was at my full time job. So I decided, you know what, enough's enough. And I went full time with my job and scaled it to a very successful one man operation where I was doing six figures just myself in a year. And then eventually brought uh, recruited a whole army of people uh, that blanket the city and clean parking lots for me. Um, I still do the service to this day because I enjoy doing it, but I've scaled back my hours to about three or four hours a day, you know, going out and cleaning uh, the properties. And and it's great because it's good experience. It keeps me involved in the business that keeps my pricing uh, skills sharp, you know, so when I get a uh, contacted by a prospect, you know, Brian, you know, we've got a, a property here, you know, what would you charge? Um, you know, I, I know exactly, you know, what to charge for it. When you were first getting going, how was your, what was your mom's feedback? Uh, on your business and what you're doing? Well, she was proud of me, uh, you know, for taking the initiative to, to make myself uh, a better life. Um, yeah, I, I recall she was a bit comprehensive or apprehensive uh, uh, as to me going out and working, you know, early morning hours. Uh, but I've, you know, in 40 years, I've never had any problems. Uh, you know, some people may come up to me and ask me if I have a, some loose change for a coffee, but I just tell them I don't carry money. I don't want to be robbed. And, and uh, it's pretty simple. And, and it's really peaceful working those early morning hours, you know, four, five, six, seven, eight o'clock in the morning. Um, you know, businesses are still closed and, and uh, the, the city is just either still sleeping or just waking up. And uh, I, I can get a lot done. And, and uh, I, I just love working those hours. And then as you're building the business, right, you hiring people, bring on the right people. Where were you finding those people to, to bring on to, to work for you? Well, you know, there's a lot of people that uh, are looking for an opportunity, maybe a little bit different, you know, that um, instead of going to the gym in the morning and, and paying uh, the fees, um, you know, they can get out and get some early morning exercise and uh, make good money doing so. And, you know, before they go to their regular jobs, uh, you know, during the day. And, uh, I, you know, I've, I have people that work for me, you know, Monday through Friday and some people that work just weekends and just, you know, trying to make an extra few thousand dollars a month. And uh, it's not difficult um, to find good, reliable people. And, you know, it, it could be some you know, gentlemen such as myself that maybe are semi-retired. They're used to getting up in the, the mornings. They're, they want something to do with their time. 
And so they go clean out, a few, uh, clean up a few properties. Well, how are you finding these people? How are you oh. finding the right people when you first started getting going? Was it word of mouth? Was it your friends? Was it yeah. just talking to everyone? Well, when, I, when I first started going, uh, getting going, yeah, it was, um, you know, my friends, uh, you know, coworkers, uh, relatives, um, and then, you know, and then eventually uh, we would place, you know, little classified ads in, in the newspapers. Uh, now everything's online. So there's all sorts of great, you know, ZipRecruiter, uh, Indeed. There's all sorts of great uh, job sites out there where, where people are looking, you know, to make a few extra bucks, especially, you know, side gigs. Um, there's all sorts of, you know, family run cleaning businesses, for example, that are looking for cleaning contracts. So they'll, they'll mm-hmm. often reply to, to my ads, uh, you know, and, and that with interest. It, it seemed like it's, it was a really easy flow in, in, in building your, your business, right? You had the idea, you started doing it, slowly started bringing in other people. I mean, going through that that structure of building your business, where do you see the, the biggest hiccups that you had to go through to get to where you're at? Well, when I, when I was, you know, even before building the business, uh, you know, I had to learn, okay, well, uh, what type of legal structure do I want my business to take? Um, how do I open up a business bank account? Uh, what permits or licenses, if any, do I need from the city? Um, you know, all sorts of things like that. And, you know, I, you know, I, back then I had to ask questions of people. Like, uh, I had to find maybe a mentor to kind of help me out. Um, uh, you could get a, a lot of information from the, the public library back then, but it's so much easier nowadays when someone's starting out because you could just do a search on the internet. Um, so, so like I say, it was, I learned from the school of hard knocks and, you know, I, I had a lot of, uh, um, uh, self-motivation. I mean, wanting to work for myself and, and make a better life for myself. So if I had some struggles and ran into some problems, uh, uh you know, I, I knew I wouldn't want to give up because I wanted to honor the memory of my dad too, uh, make him proud, uh, with how I turned his side hustle into a very successful uh, business that generates uh, uh, up to seven hundred thousand dollars a year. Where um, where did you find those mentors back then? I mean, now it's easier probably to find people. You know, so many platforms connect. But then, how did you find those mentors? Well, you know, um, we had some people that uh, you know um, w- became very successful in business that uh, at one time rented uh, our ba- basement suite and. Uh, we often would stay in, in contact with the, the various people that, uh, you know, would rent from us in, in the in the basement. And so uh, I reached out to them and uh, would would ask them some different questions because they, they had started a photography business. And, um, you know, I remember in the early years or so, you know, lean, leaning on them quite a bit. And um, and but yeah, like you're right, it's, it's easy to find uh, uh, people to mentor you now. Uh, I provide that myself, actually, to, for, for people that buy my book. Uh, but um, yeah, you just you just find ways to to solve problems uh, and um, and just and just move on and, and try to build on your success. Well, well talking about um, your book, when did the idea of putting a book come together? Well, I got the idea after about four years of being in business, and I and I thought, you know. This is such a great business, a simple business to start. It didn't cost a lot of money to 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 get started, and uh, you know I would like to help other people that were in, kind of like in the same situation I was, and uh, um, and so I started the rough draft and and uh, and just basically 
uh, various versions were put out there, like in booklet forms and etc. And uh, and uh, and you know, it, it's always a constant revisions and additions. And now I, I pretty much have the the the, the final uh, version, if you will, uh, in in the book um, Clean Lots: America's Simplest Business. Now, putting a book together, you know, I mean, that is definitely different from what you're already doing. Did you go through a company to put it together? Was it again reading books, figuring out how to do it? Was it finding a mentor? What was that process like? Of, of putting well, it, it was basically doing rough drafts, and like I say, I needed a lot of uh, uh, editing, <laughs> and so I kind of had a ghostwriter help me out with the first draft. And again, it was somebody who had rented at one time our, our basement suite, gone to college, and uh, he helped me uh, quite a bit with that. And uh, and then yeah, eventually. You know, there, right now there's all sorts of uh, uh, platforms or online publishing houses out there that w that will help you with that. And and uh, so, you know, my book is pretty much available everywhere, but uh, it's printed on demand. I mean, when I, when I first started printing my books, I would have a bunch printed up and they're, you know, stocked in my bookshelves and, and uh, I would, you know, package and, and ship out, you know, uh, from my own office uh, each order I got. But but now, you know, that's not necessary. Uh, you know, I, uh, anytime I get a book order, I just uh, contact my publisher who prints on demand and, and it's shipped out from there. And it's uh, it's never been easier to, to start a business, uh, whatever it is. What was the the feedback you were getting from people when you when, when they started reading your book and kind of uh, reaching out to you? Well, you know, I'll be honest with you, a lot of people that uh, uh, order my book at my price point, uh, you know, under a hundred dollars, uh, they tend to order many books or a lot of other books and they do so with good intentions thinking one of these days, uh, you know, I'm going to start this business. But uh, then there's also other people that are, are really serious about the business. They'll buy my book and, and they'll read it and then they'll reach out to me uh, for the free support that I provide. And, and you know, they'll, they'll have questions and, and, you know, I understand a lot of them have never been in business before, just like, you know, I, I wasn't when I started my business. So, you know, they, they asked me, well, you know, what do I do? What's the first step in, involved in starting this business? And do, do I need business insurance, et cetera, et cetera. And so, you know, I helped them out that way. And, and uh, I get a lot of great testimonials from, from those people that have been successful. And uh, actually, I use quite a few on my website. If we're talking, let's say, in, in five years from now, where is Brian going to be? Where is your company going to be? Uh, well, I'm, I'm 61 now and, um, I'm in great health. I think I enjoy doing what I'm doing, both actually providing the service, uh, and also mentoring other people and helping the, showing them how to start a similar service in their own city. Um, and I would like to, I don't have a, a date on the calendar, uh, that I, I plan on retiring because I'm having too much fun. So, um, I, I just hope to continue growing, um, the, um, the, the, the business, uh, and also, uh, the number of people and getting this out to as many people that I can help that, um, that want to start this service in their city. And it, it's such a great little service to, to get your feet wet. You, you don't have to do this your entire working life, working life. Like I have, um, you, you know, you learn a lot about running a business and, you know, you can also, you, or at some point decide to get into another business if, if that's what you decide. But, you know, I tell people, get it into uh, something that you enjoy doing. Don't just chase the dollars. Uh, find something that you have passion for and you'll be success successful. The money will follow.
I know you said that you use this as kind of like three to four times a, um, a day to go out there and just be part of it, kind of flow with it, right? Is this your passion or do you have any other passions besides uh, this? Well, um, you know, I, um, I, I love cooking, you know, I've, I, I started doing that, uh, about 20 years ago. <laughs> I, I couldn't cook when I was living by my, uh, myself, you know, when I was in my twenties. So I learned that, but you know, I, I actually am quite accomplished. I've had a few recipes published actually. Um, I won a couple, a couple of cooking, uh, contests. Um, you know, I, I enjoy watching hockey. Uh, I played it as a, as a youth and was quite good at it. Uh, but you know what? One of the things, and I actually also just finished coaching hockey uh, for twelve seasons. I was a, a goalie coach, yeah. and so that's just something I, I really have learned to love is helping others. Um, you know, whether it be you know um, kids uh, wanting to play hockey or or pe people wanting to start a business and 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 uh, you know make some extra money. Well, I appreciate you, Brian, for, for being here. I'm going to finish off with this last question. Being that your your both your parents were hustlers and your father was a was a very big hustler, what do you think if he could see you today, he would say on what you built? I think he'd be very proud of what I've done, but also he should be proud of how he raised me and how he was a really good example for me. Um, you know, I you know he, he passed away when I was 21 years of age, and you know I wish you know I, I missed out on those opportunities to go out and have a beer with him, etc. But uh, you know, um, I've had a lot of people tell me that they they think that he'd be very proud of you know what I've what I've done. Well, yeah, thank thank you, Brian, and and I mean it simply is. I mean it's uh, probably one of the the most affordable ways to to make some money right there your line of business. Um, it's a simple idea, yet there's a lot of nuances like you talked about of just getting going into it, the legality of it, especially in this day and age, there's probably a reason for someone trying to sue you for, for anything and everything. So, I mean, those kind of things I think would definitely probably feel like it would hinder some people, yet the idea of it, the cost associated with it is so minimal that the, the benefits seem to outweigh basically the, the risk right there. So I appreciate you being here and hopefully everyone listening can reach out to you and, and get your book. What's the, the best platform for people to, to reach out to you or hear more about uh, your book, Brian? Um, I suggest people go to my website, which is cleanlots.com. And on the homepage, I have a free download. It's a report uh, that people can download um, and just decide if this is an opportunity that they want to pursue or not. Uh, but uh, there's a video on there, three minutes that actually shows me providing the service. So you get a really good understanding of how I service a property and what tools I use. So once again, it's cleanlots.com. Oh, thank you again, Ryan. Hopefully everyone listening got some great nuggets, great information. And if you have an excuse why I can't start my own business, well, you probably didn't listen to this episode. Thank you guys. Please subscribe, please share and tell your friends. Bye everyone. Thank you for listening to The Road to Growth, Success of an Entrepreneur. Please like, subscribe, and stay connected. Visit www.TheEnriquezGroup.com. Yeah, I created a website. Hope to see you again next week. The Enriquez Group, signing off.